Welcome to the Active Training Team podcast, where we're looking at sharing ideas, adding value and increasing engagement in safety leadership. My name is Adam Christopher and I'm a director of Active Training Team. ATT use drama to explore behaviour in the world of safety, health and well-being. It's summer 2018 and I'm just back from a trip to Australia where we had a team of guys delivering one of our awareness raising pieces set specifically in the wind industry. We'll get into the detail of more about what we do as this podcast continues, but I spoke to a range of people when we were out there involved at all levels of this burgeoning and challenging industry. And here's Giles Rinkers. He's Director of Projects and Services for GE Renewable Energy to set the scene. We're having a fantastic year in terms of growth. We're uh, more than tripling the number of wind farms we have, and with that come issues around recruiting and training new people, inducting them into our systems, and obviously we've got a huge construction program underway. So in the wind industry we deal with gravity and high voltage, and neither of those give you a second chance. So against that backdrop, when I learned about the services that ATT can provide, I chose to bring this campaign to Australia We've taken it around every one of our sites in Australia. We will uh, deliver this message to almost 300 people uh, in a very collegiate way where people can express their ideas and actually take away something, take away ideas of how to improve their safety culture and focus on that for themselves. Giles Rink is there highlighting just a few of the issues GE are faced with. Now, I spoke with quite a few of the partners working with GE about the challenges specific to this kind of project. Here's David Baker, project manager for CatCon. CatCon involved in the design, the implementation and the construction of wind farms in Australia. Providing expertise on the ground is probably one of the biggest hurdles. Europe certainly has a lot of, um, in the States, uh, a lot of learnings from those areas. One thing we find that is a challenge is getting sufficient training to put the GE turbines together. Having it on demand would be perfect. It's not available and it is a challenge to be able to get it. Renewable energy is a new industry. Wind in particular is brand new in the grand scheme of things. Because it's such a young industry, it presents us with logistical challenges and problems that people haven't faced before, not to this scale anyway. And that's off-site as well as on-site. Here's Kirsty Falloon. She's a safety advisor for ALE. Now, they're responsible for transporting the turbine components to the wind farm construction site. Challenges for us are, the, I guess, the dimensions of the blades. We're used to wide and high and heavy, but very, very long is certainly a new challenge, getting them that up through the, the road infrastructure that we have in Australia. It hasn't been built to cope, so we may be sort of 75 metres long, which means our turning circle is, is very wide, so getting around light posts and signs and islands and things like that needs to be thought about and managed prior to us making a move so that we can get the, the roads changed, the construction changed to, to allow for it. Even the inclination of a hill, we may beach the middle of a trailer with the length of a blade. But I guess it's a dynamic thing. People make stupid decisions. They'll disobey police or try and go around things, which, 
you know, it's based on knowledge and their perception of risk. They they don't see the risk of, of what can happen. So there's a, there's always those constant challenges and the, the work environment's always changing. Okay, so Kirsty's telling us not just about the logistical challenges and the things like the light posts, the, the islands and the like, but she's also saying that behaviour becomes a part of the problem as well. Now, as with all large-scale projects, managing the sheer number of stakeholders can be a formidable task. I spoke to Billy Philby, head of asset management for CWP Renewables. They own one of the wind farms that GE are building. Some of the challenges that, that we face is that uh, we utilise various suppliers and contractors and we often find that the cultures and the systems and the processes that are defined within each of those organisations tend to vary uh, somewhat. Uh, some are similar, some significantly. So one of our challenges is to ensure that we get to a platform where those systems are talking with each other and that those people and the processes are married up so that we get the safest possible outcome. So as you probably can tell, there's a range of issues at play. And if GE are going to deliver an incident-free project, then effective, meaningful and targeted communication is essential to spread the safety message to a wide range of people with a catalogue of individual priorities. GE invited Active Training Team out to Australia because they wanted a ground-up experience. They wanted us to address any potential issues or current issues that are evident amongst their personnel. Here's Giles Rinkers again. So when we're running this program, when we're putting it together, we designed it so that there'd be people at the coalface on all the work sites, there'd be customers, there'd be consultants, and you know, there's, there's the owners of companies. We've had owners of companies today sitting next to turbine technicians who are out there climbing turbines and maintaining them. Well, firstly, everyone's got a perspective that's different to the person next to them. So if you get people that are so different and you get so many different perspectives, then surely you'll have a greater understanding of the issue. Secondly, it's really great to have people at the coalface understand the priorities of the business owners. You know, what really matters to them? And often, there can be confusion around that. So business owners and leaders really need to be able to communicate that clearly. And some of the points we discussed today are great indicators of that. I'll take you into the finer detail of, of Active Training Team's campaign in just a minute, but it's clear that effective communication, speaking and listening in a project like this is an absolute essential in keeping people safe. But how can you tell if you're getting it right? Here's Billy Philby again. By get feedback through, you know, continuous feedback, through, so ensuring that the relationship maintains a, a healthy rapport, that's always a good indicator that things are going well, uh, and also by monitoring and measuring the cultures on site. How do you monitor and measure the culture of a site? Being hands-on is essential. No, nothing other than involvement, so getting out there, uh, approaching the people, speaking to the guys, and getting the feedback from them and ensuring that, uh, that you're listening and taking on board exactly what it is they're trying to say as well. So if there are any issues, um, and then getting that message back to their management and the team and ensuring that we share the responsibility to make sure that everybody delivers on that message. We all know that it can be easy to let that good intention slip. So what stops that happening? There, I mean, there's many factors in there, but probably the largest ones are focus, really. It's quite easy to become distracted on the next issue on the plate. 
and when you walk towards that issue, you tend to let go of the last one. And if it's not managed and monitored and uh, kept track of, then uh, yeah, what you look for is feedback on that process to make sure that that's happening. So hopefully we're getting a good idea of some of the challenges that are facing the people working in renewable energy, in wind in particular, which is, as we've said, a brand new industry, but some of the challenges actually have, have always been there. And essentially, when communication breaks down, that's when things can start going wrong, when people stop talking, when people stop listening. Many of the successes actually happen when people do talk and do listen. And that's what Active Training Team do. We encourage people to have face-to-face -face conversations where possible. We encourage people to look at the impact their behaviour has on those around them. Because when you're aware of that, you're more likely to be able to modify your behaviour to arrive at a preferred outcome. My name's Adam Christopher. I'm a director of Active Training Team, or ATT, and this podcast is about sharing ideas, adding value, and increasing engagement in safety leadership. It's time to introduce one of the Active Training Team facilitators, Craig Dowding, who is out in Australia facilitating our Near Enough Interactive Workshop. We developed this over seven years ago, and we're delighted that it's still being utilised, which tells us that it's having the right impact on the workforce. I asked Craig what his perception was of the safety culture in GE Renewables in Australia. I think it's in a really good place. A couple of the areas we've been to have been very conscious of mental health as well, which is a really a positive move forward, especially in construction. That's a really positive thing to, to hear. Some of the, the kind of hot seating of our, of our character that's live in in the space. There's been a couple of a couple of places that focused on seeing how he felt about what was going on and asking what was going on for him personally, not just about the company he's working for. So there there has been some really kind of safety aware conversations that, that we've had. People are, are definitely aware. Craig has, has worked with us for a number of years and is, is very experienced in working with a whole range of participants bottom up, top down. I asked Craig what he thought the catalyst was for some of these mental health issues. The, pr the pressure that, the, that you can be under and how to deal with that pressure and actually how to, ways to go about trying to bridge the gap that might be there between kind of uh, management level to operational level. So it's, it's ways of realising actually what we do does have an impact whether it's an impact to our peers or whether it's an impact pushing up the chain. So you can have all the systems you want in place, and the systems, of course, have to be fit for purpose. But without the conversations, the systems, in a sense, count for nothing. OK, I'd like to give you a little bit more detail about the Near Enough Interactive Workshop, what it entails. But first, I just want you to have a little listen to this short clip from the Near Enough film. Oh, great. Bloody typical. What? How are we going to get this up to the cell? In this. But the wrench is half a metre too long for that bag. So we go back to base and get the right bag. Oh, come on. Look, it's a new design. It won't fit. The right bags don't even exist. We'll make it work. Come on. That, that clip kind of sums up the nub of the workshop. You've got decisions that have been made 
upstream that affect the downstream behaviours. The decision to commission a new bit of kit, an extended torque wrench that the guys weren't expecting to see. No one's thought about how they're going to get it up 60 metres to the nacelle at the top of the turbine. I'm only doing the one lift on this one, Alex. These guys decide, OK, whatever happens, we make it work. And they try and make it work. OK, John, bring it up. The consequences of that are a spanner, a shifter, that's in the bag next to the torque wrench, slips and falls, narrowly misses the two guys who are working underneath the lift, which they shouldn't be doing, but they got a little bit complacent, and smashes a toolbox. Everybody okay down there? You okay? Yeah, all okay. Now, the interesting point here for us is that the audience, when they view that, we ask them what have they seen, and they often say a near miss because they're mistaking a near miss with a near fatality. And what we do is that we unpick why that is. We get them to define what an incident is. And the fact that it's hit the toolbox, smashed the toolbox, compromised the, the tools, there's some visible damage done. But we also look at what the invisible damage is, that the, the damage that we can't quite see yet. What might that be? Safety culture can be a combination of many things, and, and it, it does evolve with time. It's dependent on the, the mood of the workforce, the strength of the leadership, past events, local conditions. I asked Craig what the trigger was for when communication starts to break down. It can be assumptions, making assumptions that People know what they're doing, making assumptions that it will be okay, it will be fine. So we've seen the impact of the shifter falling. It smashes the toolbox. But what's important in our story is at the end of the shift, there's a debrief with their supervisor who's not out in the field with the guys. He asks them if there's anything to report what happened today, fellas, and no one shares this information. Tim Bond is, is the actor that plays the site supervisor, a guy called Phil. And he's a nice guy, but he fails to engage with the situation. He fails to see what's going on in the room in front of him and give these guys an opportunity to speak up. I asked him why that was. Why does Phil not fully engage? Sometimes things become routine. And because these events do, to, especially serious events, do tend to be very rare, you know, sort of being like, I've got to find out what's happening five days a week, you know, 50 weeks a year, actually is far more energy than I suppose anybody has or would be reasonable to expect. You know, you're slowly drifting towards the edge of the cliff and it's not literally until you fall off that you've even noticed that you've gone that far. So how do you stop that? I think it's finding that balance between being official and just knowing this is part of the routine and we've got to go through this and make sure everything's okay. And even if it does become routine, every time you've got to tell yourself, okay, you know, today may have been different. But it is that thing of you do have to give people the opportunity to talk. As I say in, in a lot of the conversations, you know, Phil's a nice guy, he's fairly approachable, he's, he's okay. But obviously what he's doing is for somebody who may be a little uncertain or, again, you know, somebody who's going to bring something up if the environment they feel they're in is quite, you know, tough and laddie, then actually they need to be given 
the space or be given the permission to then come and talk to someone in a non-judgmental way. As Tim points out there, construction can be a world that's, that's full of machismo, a world where people aren't willing to talk, share their thoughts and share their feelings. Quite a shocking statistic came out last year where we were told that every other day in the UK, someone in construction takes their own life. Now that's frightening. We chose not to have a physical injury in the Near Enough interactive workshop. We wanted to focus on the damage that can be done to someone that isn't visible. Here's Billy Philby, Head of Asset Management for CWP Renewables. Quite often, actually, harm is more psychological than it is physical. And the, the body tends to mend physically quicker and easier in many occasions than it does mentally as well. So what defines the difference between a, a, a near miss and an incident is, can become very blurry. One of the people I spoke to was a chap called Michael Larm. He is a EHS manager for GE out in Australia. Michael, as you probably can tell from the accent, is an Australian. He hails from Liverpool in the UK. I asked Michael what he brings to his role. I, I was in the military for 10 years before I got into safety. So I've been there, I've broke tracks on tanks, I've been in hostile situations. I commanded the team from a young age. So I've been there and I've done it before. I've, I've seen the implications, I've seen people get injured or killed. So I can bring that to the table. Uh, if a technician's been in the team for a number of years and he's been involved in investigations, you know, he's learned from, he's got lessons learned, okay, it's not, it's not nice to, to be involved in situations, but he's got the experience, he's seen the implications of it, so he can bring that to the table and he'll be a really good supervisor. I think what Michael's saying there is really interesting. People can be involved in incidents, in, in, in difficult situations, and if they learn from it, then what they're going to do is they're going to bring that experience into how they lead a team, into how they supervise guys. And that's key. It's about learning lessons and bringing those lessons to the table. Okay, so we're coming to the end of this podcast. I'd just like to leave the final words to some of the people that experienced the Near Enough Interactive Workshop. I thought it was a fantastic workshop to make you think about, you know, why safety and why we do all these campaigns and why necessarily they don't always work. Trying to reach a shared understanding is a very hard thing to achieve based on, you know, people's different knowledge, people's common sense and the fact it's not common. I think there'll be a lot uh, more emphasis put on the person rather than the procedure, you know, so it's about the behaviour. Um, more so than in their understanding of the procedure. It's a great deal of kinesthetic transfer, which is very effective for people to learn and to absorb information. In comparison, the next most effective really is an undesirable outcome, a real one. So the way that ATT uses drama to deliver the process and to deliver the message is, uh, is very effective. Oh, it's been amazing. It's been quite for me quite a, a good one because I've been bombarded in the office obviously with questions what is it you know oh, is it just another boring training session oh grumble grumble and all I've been able to say is people just come with an open mind you'll be fine and then you know more grumbles and then so many have come up to me afterwards and gone I see now why you didn't want to say anything and and you know really salty old dogs that work there that are so cantankerous and you know they, they're not going to change come up and actually say it's one of the best training sessions they've been to. 
And I'll leave you with Giles Rinkers, the director at GE Renewables Australia, who's responsible for bringing Active Training Team and the Near Enough Interactive Workshop out to Australia. I've had a lot of people come up to me and say they've attended many safety workshops in their working lives. They have all said to me that there was something about the ATT way to do things. It was the use of drama, it was the interactive video environment, it was the presenting, and it was the presenting of concepts that no one felt threatened. Everybody felt they could contribute, and every person walked out the door with at least one idea, and most had many ideas, about things they can do for themselves, their team, their project, and their organisation about how to improve their safety culture. Okay, that's it from me for this podcast. I'd like to thank everybody that's been involved in it, including everyone that was willing to be interviewed by me out in Australia, including my producer, Freya Hellier, the guys responsible for the music, for helping us build Near Enough Interactive. If you'd like to know a little bit more about ATT, then visit our website, activetrainingteam.co.uk. So tune in to our next podcast, which is due out in September, where we're going to be talking to people involved in the £5 billion super sewer in London. Okay, that's it from me. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening.